Imagine this. You are pulling into the parking lot of your school. You dread leaving the warmth of your car. One, because it's cold. And two, because you literally just do not have the energy. You are not sure how you're going to rally for the next nine, ten hours. Teacher friends, I have been there. This time of year especially was always the hardest for me when I was in the classroom full time. The twinkle lights are gone and it seems like the next long weekend is always just too far away. And while I can't magically make it warmer where you live or the time off comes sooner, I can offer you some encouragement. Now here's what's funny about this episode. I planned to share five systems for the classroom, similar to the five systems I shared for the home in last week's episode 112. Because y'all know, I mean, I live for a good system, routine, rhythm. And I found especially in the seasons where I am just the most drained and have the least energy that I really need systems to support me and doing all the things I still have to do, even though I really don't feel like it. But as I was sitting down to record this episode, I thought, they don't have the energy even to implement systems. At least I didn't when I was in your place. And what they need and what I needed to hear is truths. So instead of sharing systems with you, I'm going to share five truths for the classroom to hopefully support you until spring weather hits and your spirits lift. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I am passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You are in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. Okay, so first and foremost, the first truth I want to share with you is arguably the hardest one, and that is C plus effort is enough. Okay, I'm going to say that again. C plus effort is enough, my teacher friend. I felt like I always had to be this A plus teacher. I didn't know how to do things with a C effort, okay? I only knew how to make things perfectly laminated and color-coded and everything made from scratch because that was just like my personality and the way I wanted to do things. But I want to tell you guys so clearly that students can learn from C plus effort. They can make it. I think back to the hardest times in my teaching career, particularly when we had an adoption placement. We'd been selected by an expectant mother to parent her child for about three months and then she changed her mind. And I was just so devastated because I thought I was going to be on maternity leave. And then I was back at school and I was in charge of student council. So like when I thought I was going to be on leave, I ended up throwing our spirit week for the school. And I just was running on an empty take, like energy wise, emotion wise, like it was very, very difficult for me to be there. And I feel like I did such a poor job. Like I just was going through the motions with those students and they still learned. All of those students still learned. The students I had that year in AP Bio went on to take the AP exam and nearly all of them passed it still. 
Like it didn't matter that I wasn't doing it 100% how I wanted to do it. The C plus effort was enough. And so I wanna encourage you, if you just feel like you cannot give it your all right now, you can only give them 70% as opposed to 100%, like that's fine, they can still learn. Now, going alongside with that comes my second truth for you, which is that no one has the same rubric as you do for yourself. If you are anything like me, you are probably way harder on yourself than anyone else is. Especially if you're listening to this and you're an Enneagram One, you know that your harshest critic is yourself, okay? And so I just wanna encourage you that you're probably being way harder on yourself than anyone else is. Now, those of you who might be Enneagram Threes who care a lot about other people's opinions and you, you're you always comparing yourself to others, I just wanna encourage you that people are pretty selfish and I speak from experience and we're all thinking way more about ourselves than we're thinking about you. We're only using you maybe as a metric, but not as a way to grade. We're really looking at ourselves the most. We're thinking about ourselves all the time. We're all our own little narcissists in our heads. And so I just wanna encourage you I don't mean to make light of like serious things like narcissism, but I do just want to encourage you like you are probably doing so much better and so much more than you think you are. And you're, I, I find that most teachers I talk to are a lot harder on themselves than anyone else is being on them. And you might be thinking like, I can't possibly understand. You know, I've never had admin like yours. I have had hard admin and they have, you know, pushed me hard. But I will also say this. We've never had a teacher shortage like we do right now. And you as a high school science teacher are a hot commodity. Okay. So yes, you may feel like your admin are really strict with you and they have a very intense rubric and the pressure's on, but at the same time, you are very much not irreplaceable. And so I just want to encourage you that maybe you can let go of the rubric that you're using to evaluate yourself because it's probably too harsh. So C plus effort is enough. No one has the same rubric as you do for yourself. So you can kind of lighten up there. And the third thing I want you to hear is that your students need you to see them more than they need you to teach them, okay? They need you to see them more than they need you to teach them. I will confess that I was so caught up with being this perfect teacher that I had in my mind and doing things the way I wanted to do them and running my classroom so tightly and having this rapport and being so efficient and being so high energy and engaging and creative. Like I had such an intense rubric for what I was doing and I never didn't get to the end of the scope and sequence. I always covered all the standards. But I think in doing that, I bulldozed some students and I didn't really see them because I was so focused on teaching them. You know, I was so focused on making sure they knew how to do a Punnett square. I wasn't taking the time to stop and realize that they are extremely downtrodden and they need, need to be cared for as a human and not just taught as a student. I really think the older I get, I'm getting softer especially having my own children. I'm such a softie now. I would never have used that word to describe me before, but I think it does come with humility. <laughs> as I've aged, I've realized like I'm not nearly as great as I once thought I was. And I did a lot of things wrong. And I think valuing connection over content coverage is key. Value connecting with your students over covering all of the content. They can still take the EOC or the AP exam or the star test or whatever, if you only get through 80% of the standard instead of 100%. They will not remember their EOC score or their star score or their AP score, maybe. I mean, they might remember the AP one. I feel like that one's, you know, there's less numbers to remember because there's only five options. But 
they will remember how you made them feel in the classroom and the relationships that you created with them. And so I want to encourage you, you may not have the capacity right now to create these engaging labs and to print all these things out in color and laminate them and go get all the supplies for this epic lab you always do. But I guarantee you have eyeballs that you can use to see your students. And I mean that, you know, figuratively. And you can see them for who they are, even if you don't have the capacity to be this number one all-star teacher. The fourth truth I want to share with you is in the grand scheme, the standardized test doesn't matter. I know I just kind of said this with the third one, but it's true. Like I cared so much about my EOC scores, especially my first two years teaching because our admin cared so much. And so our department cared and especially our biology department, because biology was the one science that had an EOC exam. And we we always had the best scores compared to like the English one or the algebra one or the US history EOC scores. And we really prided ourselves in that. And I didn't want to be the downfall in that. But now looking back in the grand scheme, it, it doesn't matter. Like that didn't go on my, you know, doesn't necessarily go on my rubric or my CV. And those kids, it doesn't matter to them either. Yeah, of course they want to pass so they can pass the class. But as an adult, like I have no idea what I made on my PSAT or my EOCs or any other sort of acronym. And in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. The people matter. That is what matters. And then my fifth thing to encourage you with, if you're like, I still feel like I can't even do this with the kids. Like, I feel like I've been trying to care for them as humans and like, you know, showing them more grace and da, da, da. And that's where number five comes in. And that's why I wanted to share this last because it is very true. And it's that it isn't all up to you. Okay. You cannot save these kids just like you can't really save yourself. Okay. You cannot be everything for these kids. And I want to make sure you hear me say that really clearly, because I think sometimes when we hear this encouragement about like loving students and caring for them and prioritizing relationships, which is what I've been saying this whole time, we then start to feel this pressure. Like notice I just had to take a deep breath because I was kind of holding it a little bit in my chest. You feel the pressure. Okay. And I want to make sure you hear loud and clear from me. It isn't all up to you. You are important, you can make a difference, but you aren't the only adult in each of these children's lives, okay? And it isn't your job to make right all of the wrongs that they've experienced in this world, but you can be one glimmer of positivity and encouragement and care, modeling for someone what it really means to care about them and see them, okay? But it isn't all up to you and it couldn't be even if you wanted it to be. So I hope you feel set free from that. Okay, so those are the five truths I wanna leave you with. If you're just feeling like blah and like downtrodden this January, guys, C plus effort is enough. No one is judging you with the same rubric that you're using on yourself. Your students need you to see them more than they need you to teach them all of the content. Connection is so much more important than the content coverage. And y'all, in the grand scheme, that standardized test does not matter. And last but not least, it isn't all up to you. And I hope these encourage you. I hope if you have a teacher friend that needs to hear this themselves, send them this episode and hopefully they'll feel encouraged too. And I'd love it if you haven't left a review yet, if you would leave one, it means so much and it really helps the podcast in terms of like search and things like that. And so I wanna encourage you, if you care more about connection than content coverage, if that idea resonated with you, leave a review today for the Secondary Science Simplify podcast, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. I'd be super grateful. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. 
If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend.